Hello and welcome to another Mat Chat podcast with me, Mina, where I invite friends to sit on a yoga mat with me, as it were, and share thoughts on all things well-being. My intention is to leave you feeling uplifted and empowered. If you want to know more about what I do and the personal Mat Chat yoga practice I offer, then please visit my website, minablair.com. Today I've invited my friend Sarah onto the mat. A keen yogi herself, she's also a multi-faith minister, spiritual counsellor and founder of Zephorium Soul Tonic. Hi Mina, this is going to be fun today. We're going to be talking about Valentine's Day, which is a pretty loaded subject for a lot of people. Um, And yeah, I've got lots of interesting tales to tell about Valentine's past. Um, But I think what we thought we'd do today is just talk a little bit about how it came about. And I think you've been doing some research into that. Yeah, I thought, you know, when you said you wanted to talk about this, which I think is a great subject, um, I actually uh, was reminded to, you know, where does it actually come from? And I have to admit, I'm going to come clean here. I thought this whole time, this was just a big ruse by Hallmark Cards to sell more cards and come up with some random day and call it Valentine's and, you know, and, and so on and make a lot of money. Actually, when I did some research, it has um, some origins to ancient Rome, unbelievably, uh, which is apparently so. And the story goes that um, on the 14th of February, around the year 270 AD, um, a holy priest called Valentine uh, was uh, executed by the Emperor Claudius II. And um, the reason why he was executed was um, because during the time Claudius was uh, had lots of bloody campaigns. It was a very a time of violence, lots of battles and wars, and he needed uh, a strong army. And um, he then found that actually men were reluctant to join the army because they were uh, in love with their partners and wives and didn't want to leave them. So what he decreed was that he wanted uh, marriages banned uh, and said, no, nobody's going to get married. I need the men fully on board for battle and not distracted by things romantic. And apparently um, this guy called Valentine, uh, realizing just how awful that was, he said, no, I'm going to keep marrying young couples in secret. And so he did. But he was found out. And for that um, Claudius ordered him to be put to death. And it wasn't a nice death either. According to the legend, um, he was beaten to death with clubs and had his head cut off, um, which sounds a bit extreme, but this is uh, ancient Rome that we're talking about here. However, the whole thing around, well, how does that link in with love and, and this sort of thing? Legend has it that while he was in jail awaiting his sentence, Um, He befriended the daughter of the jailer. And um, when it was the day came for him to be executed, he left her a note saying, um, farewell from your Valentine, apparently. Okay, so that was the first reference to um, the whole card writing from your Valentine. Um, But apparently, obviously, the Catholic Church uh, got hold of the story and thought, well, this isn't cool. We're going to um, make it into a saint and celebrate his his martyrdom. Now, um, according to the history resource here, it says that the exact origins are actually unclear about where St. Valentine's comes from. So that's kind of like a history story. But um, according to the Catholic encyclopedia, there are at least three different um, St. Valentine's, 
all of them are martyrs and they are mentioned um, uh, in something called the early martyrologies under the date of 14th of February. And one was a priest in Rome. The second one was a bishop of Interamina, now Terni in Italy. And the third St. Valentine was a martyr in the Roman province of Africa. And that's the story there. And I think others also think that there was a Roman festival called Lupercalia or something like that, where the women's names were put in a box and then men would pull out the names. And it was kind of like a pagan kind of festival. There's a bit of sort of a story around there. But anyway, that, uh, according to history, is where St. Valentine's Day comes from. Wow, I had absolutely no idea about any of that. So that's really interesting. How on earth have we got to the place where we are now with Valentine's Day as we know it? Uh, I don't know. And like I said, I totally thought this was a modern fabricated thing that um, uh, Hallmark Cards came up with to sell some more cards, literally. But uh, that's that's where it came from. But And I think, I think the concept is kind of cute, isn't it, to celebrate love uh you know or, or celebrating somebody that you you are in love with but the the actual experience is a bit different isn't it sarah well it is and, and i've always thought that it came from the victorian area because i've seen some old-fashioned victorian valentine's cards that are very cut out lace very intricate very frilly and i sort of always assumed that it was part of the unrequited love of the victorian era so I, yeah, that's really interesting. I love the idea of this guy being, you know, uh, marrying people in secret. I think that's really exciting. Absolutely. Super brave. And uh, my first experience of anything Valentine was uh, when I was a young student in school in America. And of course, there was no such thing as Valentine's Day in Norway, where I grew up. So I think that's probably where I got this whole commercial ruse thing is that I only encountered this whole, whole thing when I when I went to America and they had on Valentine's Day this is so cruel I mean who thinks this up they had this thing where there was a box in the classroom where people could put Valentine's cards for each other but obviously be anonymous and what would happen is that you could see that all the popular girls got all the Valentine's cards. I, of course, got none. So, I mean, my first experience of Valentine's Day is one of disappointment and rejection. <laughs> oh, that's so funny, Mina. I, I know. I, I think I think everybody has been through that at some point in their life, you know, where it's all about everyone else. And I'm always so aware on Valentine's Day, having spent you know, many Valentine's Days on my own when I was younger. What a bloody awful painful experience it can be for so many people if you're not in the Valentine Club. If you haven't got somebody who you know is going to be send you cards or flowers or a gift or whatever. And uh, yeah, when I was younger, I mean, I, the first time I really remember Valentine's Day was when I was at college and I was with four other girls. We were living, well, four of us in total living in a house and uh, house share and we were being really cool about it that it was our first year of college and we didn't care whether any of us got valentines or not it was a load of rubbish we didn't believe in it but in the morning one of us spotted that there was a huge bouquet of flowers on our doorstep and of course what preceded that was that we had um, you know we might go into college we might not I don't care if I've got anything in the letter box and all this so we, this had led up to this 
somebody saying, oh, there's a big bouquet of flowers on the doorstep. Well, we were all upstairs in our various bedrooms at the time. We, we nearly killed each other as we all flew down the stairs at the same time. We were literally crawling over each other to open the door and see who this bouquet was from. And it was to one of the other girls. And so, you know, that was that. But, but I just remember the, the kind of, like you say, disappointment, but that huge feeling of, will it be me? Will it be me? Does somebody love me? <laughs> and, I, you know, I've had quite a few years like that. Um, so I also remember being with my mate Carol, and we were both single at the time. We were probably in our late 20s. And we just decided we lived in Brighton, well, in Hove, and we had a flat each in Hove, and we decided to go out for a meal, and it was Valentine's Day. And we trudged around the whole of Hove trying to get a table. And this was early in the evening and every restaurant was saying no. And there were balloons everywhere and every, all the lights were turned down, little roses everywhere. And we just said, we just want to eat, you know, can we not just eat and go? We don't care. We won't sit here for hours watching lovers do their thing, you know. And um, in the end, we found this restaurant that would accept us. And they actually took away the flowers from the table and the balloon that was floating above the chairs <laughs> because they realized that we weren't Valentine's and that we just wanted a normal meal. We were told we had 20 minutes to eat and go before the masses started to arrive. And that was the kind of, you know, you're not in our club, so you're out. I really started to think, oh, I, I'm not sure about this Valentine's Day business. I, I don't like this feeling. Um, and then when I worked in the Eaton Wine Bar, I worked there for a couple of years and I mean Valentine's evening the whole day was a complete scream for the people working there because it would start in the morning the minute the cleaners were in cleaning out the the restaurant people would be men would be hammering on the doors saying I need to book a table for two and we would have at that point been booked up about a month in advance and you know we would have to say I'm really sorry you know we've no tables and they would get their wallets and checkbooks out and just say however much it costs I don't care I need a table and you know we didn't have a table we had it was quite a big restaurant but we were full with two double bookings and and then the abuse would start you know and I was thinking this is supposed to be a day of love anyway later on when we were all ready the doors were opening and people couples were coming in we had had to, because every table had to be for two, all the tables were divided up and there was about four inches between each table, covered in flowers and balloons and all the rest of it and lights low and everything red and pink and blah blah and love food on the menu, oysters and all that. And, and so the pressure, these couples would come in absolutely sandwiched into the restaurant, you know, they could hear everybody else's conversation. And then they would start to bicker. So, of course, walk, walking between the tables and dishing out the drinks and everything, people would start to drink a lot. So that this pressure to have this great evening and be all loved up, everything that was on the surface would start to come out with the alcohol. And most of the people used to leave the restaurant, either fighting and arguing or one of them would storm out and we'd be left with somebody sitting there just slowly getting tanked up as they realized what had happened. And it was just such a laugh for all the all the staff. You know, we would actually have bets on who would be the first table to leave. And we were usually always right. So there was all of that. And so for me, it sort of lost that magic of it has to be this amazing romantic evening. And I guess my question would be, 
can't we just love somebody on a day that we choose and when we want to? I think we can. Um, I mean, when you think about it, we should be loving someone uh, every day, not not just on that day in particular, or maybe love them more on that day in particular. Uh, I have to say, I mean, I think I, I think whether you are with someone or not on a Valentine's Day, you, my suggestion, my advice would be to just come at it playfully and lightly and perhaps even with a tinge of irony and just recognize it for what it is. So yeah, it's a commercially organized event that uh, unfortunately has has been taken very seriously and that's where the pressure comes from because all those men banging on that door trying to get a table, they are worried that they're going to disappoint their partners, aren't they? Because there's this expectation, you know, we've talked about managing expectations before, and this is a classic scenario where there is this huge expectation. It's going to be, I mean, what exactly? What, what is it that that person can say to you on that particular day that means more or than any other day? It, 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 when you think about it, it's ridiculous. But anyway, the pressure is there and it's become a cultural thing. And that's the trouble with these sorts of things. It's what, what starts with a... Uh, quite a nice intention I think it's quite a nice idea to have a day where perhaps you think about your beloved or whatever um and 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 celebrate celebrate that um my question is uh to you you know because you made the point earlier what if you aren't in a relationship you know that's the trouble with these intensely hyped up days what if you're not it's a bit like Christmas as well you know if you're alone all these kind of family lovey-dovey kind of anniversaries and days are, are hard aren't they mm, they are and not just those days things like mother's day when my mum died a couple of years ago the first mother's day I you know it was unbearable I couldn't go into any shop without all these mugs saying I love you mummy and you know it was excruciating and I think particularly with lockdown, what's happening to me is I'm really beginning to just move the goalposts and change the rules for myself. So one of my friends said to me, um, we're no longer doing birthdays this year. So I'm now, instead of being 57 in January, I'm, I'm still 56 because, you know, nothing is the same. We can do what we like. I've still got my Christmas tree lights and decorations up and it's coming up to mid-February. Why not? Well, because I want to. And I said to Graham the other day, why don't we just pick a day that we decide is going to be a day when we really focus on how much we love each other or what we want to do or what's nice for the other person and not do it on a day when we're told to do it. Wouldn't that be great? So I think I think it makes you start to think more independently and rather than following the mass control of, right, today is Valentine's Day, you will go out, you will have a meal, you will be happy. The other ridiculous thing that used to happen in the wine bar was um, these men used to come around selling roses halfway through the meal. Now, they were very, very distressed looking roses. They looked like they'd seen better days, but they were red. And they were £10 a rose. Now, this was 20 years ago. And the men or the partners were under such an obligation to buy one of these awful dog-eared roses that nobody wanted. And, you know, they knew as they were taking their wallets out that they were being completely shafted. But it's this thing about doing, as you say, the expectation of what's right. Oh, I've done the card. I've done the champagne. I've done the flowers. And now it's the single rose at the table for a meal 
And so what I've decided, I'm just going to start to do things on the days that I want to do them. So I'm also having an official birthday in summer because having a birthday in the middle of January in lockdown when it's raining and grey is not much fun. So I'm going to follow the Queen's example and I'm having an official birthday. I, I think that's a great idea. I really like that idea. Um, and, and, I, and I think I think it's up to us then, isn't it? You know, the more I'm listening to your story, I can just see this restaurant. It's hilarious. But the thing is that we are taking... There are two things here. We are taking the event, the day, seriously, too seriously. And we're also taking ourselves too seriously. So I think that the responsibility is on both partners, not just the woman who expects that the man is going to do all this stuff and the rose in the restaurant. And you know what I mean? It, it, it's a bit, it's about, we all need to just step back and just maybe be a bit more playful and light with it and see it for what it is and therefore manage the expectations better. Um, and I think that's why all these couples were starting to row because there was an expectation. And then of course the reality is the partner is the same on Valentine's day as he is on any other day. So if he's annoying any other day, he's gonna be annoying on Valentine's day. <laughs> oh, that is so true. It's like, wherever you go, there you are. You know, you take yourself to your Valentine meal, don't you? And of course this year, there's no restaurants open in, in the UK, in Britain anyway. So there, isn't it interesting? Yet again, it was like Christmas. We all have to do it differently. And I would really recommend taking the opportunity to, to just make up some new rules. Why not? I said to Graham, I'm not doing cards and things. If you want, to, if we want, we could make each other a card. That would be really nice. We could just draw something funny and silly, which is what we did on for New Year's Day. Um, and you know, I, I just don't want to be part of the, um, I don't know what you call it, but I just don't want to be part of that system that is dictating to me how I feel on particular days. And if I'm on my own, I feel, would feel shitty. And if I'm with somebody, I would have the expectations of them behaving in a certain way. So how about we just drop all of that? And And he looks so freed up. And he said, well, maybe we could do something another day and do have a nice meal or... And that would mean so much more to me than getting, you know, a card with a big heart on it and flowers that are dog-eared, you know, that you know come from a, a company that are sending out 40 million red roses on one day and they are desperate to get roses that are looking okay and they come from goodness only knows where, you know, with air miles and all of that. I would just rather somebody pick me a flower from the garden. I think that's a great idea. So what we're suggesting is for this year's Valentine's Day, how about... Um, uh, and I like that idea about the cooking the meal. So think of a, a, a meal that both partners really like. So if spag, you know, if spag bowl is your fave, then have it on Valentine's Day. If you know a, a, a glass of lager is your favorite drink, then have that instead of champagne. You don't have to have champagne on Valentine's Day. Maybe you could like play some cards or um, make each other a hot chocolate or. I don't know, uh, you know, read to each other, or, you know, do something. I think it would be nice to, like you said, hunker down, you're at home and just do something nice 
for each other that you know the other person really appreciates you know like like you said a, a flower from the garden would be lovely and maybe do that an, another day as well but if you wanted to participate in valentine's day and make it a little more special than just an everyday day then you could maybe think of it that way and not have all this pressure and have the roses delivered to your door or whatever you think you're going to do this year because you can't go out um, if it feels like pressure to me then that's not authentic then you know for me that's a complete turn off so if you're doing something because you feel you have to well that's not coming from the heart that's coming from the wallet to please somebody else and that's not really what this is about it's the ticking boxes that i can't stand and what i've done this year um i can tell you now because by the time this comes out it probably will be valentine's day but i've all my girlfriends that i love who i know are on their own or friends full stop her on their own what I've done this year is I've typed out beautiful messages just on paper and you know you are loved the universe adores you um you know abundant love is surrounding you today and things like that and I've I've just put them into envelopes and I shall post them off to them so that they get something lovely because love has got to be something more unconditional and general than just one person and I think it's the most loving thing you could do to somebody. I've, I've thought about it and I thought, yeah, if I was on my own and I got a little note through the door that morning from somebody anonymously just saying, you're not forgotten, I would be over the moon. So that's the kind of thing that I like to do. And I've, I've, I've got them already here to send out to, to my solo friends, um, particularly because this year, obviously, they're going to be stuck in their houses. Uh, but I think I think, you know, we have to think round it a bit more, but a bit more what about general love and not think about why aren't they loving me in the way that I want to be loved and blah, blah, blah. Well, how about we love? We love. We just love. I think that's a lovely idea. What a nice thing to do. Oh, gosh, Sarah, that'll be I'm sure they really appreciate it. And I, I think I think the other thing that we could talk about is self-love. Um, so rather than just focus on a partner love, you just said that, well, how about if we celebrate like friends love or just reminding people that they are loved? It doesn't have to be from specifically from a partner. But then there's also self-love, which is a whole big topic on its own. And I'm sure we'll have a bigger podcast all about self-love. But perhaps on Valentine's Day, um, celebrate ourselves, you know. Uh, and be kind to ourselves and maybe if we are on our own then uh, find things to do that we enjoy and try and celebrate it in that sort of way also you know to take care of oneself even though I know for some it's going to be lonely and that a day like that is just going to highlight the fact that you're isolated or lonely either during lockdown or anyway like out of lockdown um and to, to, to come up with something that feels special to you. Because I think self-love is something that everybody should be practicing, actually, and not always project these needs into other people and what they can do for, for you. What about what you can do for you? That would be, I think, my suggestion also. I think that's a, a really nice one. It, you know, it's about what can you receive, isn't it? And while you're busy focused out there on what you're getting, you're, you're never going to be really feeling what is all around you you know I'm thinking as well as you're talking about my rose aura spray love flows towards me from every direction I relax into peace is the affirmation and that would be a really good one to use and to spray around your heart center on Valentine's Day yeah I like that I'm I might just focus on me <laughs> and I can send you a card as well if you like Mina 
Well, I'd, I'd be delighted. And um, I think Valentine's Day is uh, if you are alone or even if you're not alone, just pamper yourself. I mean, this could be the day you want to maybe do your nails or you want to have a nice long bath, you know, that long that and that and that sort of facial that you've been wanting to do, that mask, that exfoliating mask that's sitting in your cupboard in your bathroom that you've yet to try or you want to try again, do it. Do it on Valentine's Day and just say, right, this is about me, I'm going to pamper myself. If you've got a partner who wants to help you with that, great. But, you know, if you're alone, you could do that too. Maybe watch a favorite movie, um, you know, this kind of thing. I think that's a great idea. And just, it doesn't have to be, you know, anything big, does it? It can be just a little bit of pampering, something that you don't normally do, or it can be a great big bit of pampering. Maybe you just don't get up that day. Maybe you just stay in bed and chill and read and relax or go out into nature and, and feel the love from nature because it's around all the time. And this time of year in spring, I mean, just listen to the bird song. That to me is love in action. I think that's a great idea too. And, um, you know, we're allowed to go out for exercise at the moment. So I'm hoping that everybody is absolutely doing that, going out and going for walks and breathing in some fresh air and looking at the nature around you. Try and go on that walk without having the headphones in um, because otherwise you won't hear the birds that you're describing. I have to say locally around here right now, the missile thrushes are in force and they are everywhere and they've got the loudest, proudest song of, of most of the songbirds, at least around here. And I've heard them loads when I go on for walks they're around the house, but they're also on the commons and in the park. So listen out for the birds. They are extremely joyful right now. And if you're lucky enough to hear a missile thrush and you'll know it, you'll know it when you hear it. Oh, fabulous. And I saw my first black and white wagtail yesterday. So that was a big thing for me, watching the birds coming back and you know, embracing what they embrace, trust, knowledge, love, the whole of the world is love in action. So if you're looking for it, and you want it from out there, then just go into nature. I think if Barley could, uh, my dog, he would give me a Valentine's Day card. <laughs> because he loves me unconditionally, and I love him unconditionally. So if you've got a dog or a cat, again, Valentine's Day, cozy up with them because they just love you they love you every day not just valentine's day so maybe just receive that figurative imaginative card from them and it doesn't get any better than that does it love from an animal is just the most perfect form of pure love yeah i'm up for that oh well thanks for talking to me today mina i've really enjoyed this and i'll speak to you next time yeah lovely sarah bye bye